Hey, I'm Amy. And I'm Anita. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. For the next 15 minutes, we promise four things. Wisdom, real-life experiences, some of what not to do, and lots of laughs. We aren't experts, and we can't write a prescription, but we've lived a whole lot of life. Together, we've been married a combined total of 46 years to our spouses, raised four amazing young men, and one feisty girl. Help! We love podcasts, but we couldn't find one for our season of life, so we decided to start one. You are listening to the Hot Flash Podcast. Well, good morning. Good morning, How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's awesome. We are back in the studio and super excited because we have another amazing guest. Yes. And I will start off by giving you her name. Her name is Zaina Green. So, hey, Zaina. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Zaina. Good morning. So I will let everybody know I met Zaina, had the privilege to meet Zaina. Um, it was, I want to say, in 2019, I think it was, yeah. or 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it was sometime before 2020. Before COVID. And before COVID, <laughs> yes. And um, it was through an organization here in the upstate that I have such a heart for named, it's called SWITCH. And SWITCH is a nonprofit organization that is working to eliminate human trafficking and sexual exploitation in the upstate. And they are doing amazing work. And um, at the time that I met Zaina, I was wanting to um, really stretch myself more professionally and knew that one way I could do that was to be able to um, be on a board. And so through a mutual colleague of ours, they connected Zaina and myself, and I went through the process of um, the board and, and was actually offered the position. And it was just an honor. I served for two years and just uh, did whatever I could do from a marketing point of view to be able to help switch. So that is how we met. And I'm going to stop talking now, Zaina, and let you introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, Just tell them a little bit about yourself. And um, we're so excited you're here. Yes. So um, as Amy mentioned, my name is Zaina Green. And um, I have recently actually transitioned out of the role of executive director at Switch. Exactly. Working in the anti-trafficking movement for seven years. I am also a wife of 17 years. um, And I have two children that are 13 and uh, my son who's 13 and my daughter who's almost 11. Um, And so we're in a really sweet season of life with them being in middle school. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) that's just a little bit about me. Yes. And Zaina, so yes, so you were, like you said, you have recently transitioned. And mm-hmm. um, when we were thinking about guests and things that happen to women who are in our season of life, one of the things that came up was that a lot of times we want to transition or we do transition, um, mm-hmm. but not really knowing because I myself have been um, doing what I've been doing since 2007. So I haven't hit Mm -hmm. that. And we thought, Mm -hmm. what better person to talk about transitioning than Zaina? So would you tell us a little bit of the story of what caused you where, because you were in, like you said, with Switch for seven years, five years as the executive director, and then you hit a point where you made the decision that it was time for you to move on. And so what, what is the story there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So, you know, obviously working in a nonprofit ministry like Switch with a lot of hard trauma and just complex issues, it definitely is one of those things that I think turnover rate is a little bit higher to begin with. So like a seven-year term is a really long term in that right. field. Um, but really, for me, it was a journey where the Lord just made it incredibly clear it was time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, I mean, Switch um, definitely was my heartbeat. And, and still, the, I still have passion for this issue deeply. But so for the thought of actually transitioning like that was very overwhelming to me. Um, because I really was like, how is this going to work? What does this look like? What does this mean for me? Like, I really didn't have answers of what the transition meant. Right. Um, all I knew is that it was time and he made it just incredibly clear. And I remember one time even telling him, Lord, you know, if ever there's a time that I need to transition from switch, because one of my postures is as a leader to never stay past my time. Um, I just think that's really important. I think that sometimes leaders hold on to too long and they want to control things. And so for me, it was always, Lord, like, tell me when it's my time, because I want to get out of the way if it's time for somebody else to be there. And so when it was time, it was a very clear word. I I very much knew it was time for me to transition. But if I'm honest, I had no idea what was on the other side of that season. I had zero idea. Um, And so for me, it was really a a leap of faith to just step out. He'd made it clear through many different circumstances and um, I just knew that, that the grace had lifted and it wasn't time. But for me, transition was incredibly painful. Um, and I think a lot of times that's why it's hard for people um, to really do the transition because it sounds really painful in the process. Because anytime you're doing something for a long period of time, it's usually something that you love. It's something you've invested in. Right. It's something you deeply care about and you've poured yourself into. Um, and so um, it really was a huge step of faith for me to say, okay, I think it's time to lay this down. Um, the only thing he told me is that he wanted me to rest for a season. Mm. And so when I delivered, you know, I had to obviously let the board know like, okay, I, I think this is time. Um, the way that I kind of handled it was I just submitted it to them. of like, listen, I know that this is really hard for a leader to leave an organization. So you tell me the timeline, let me know what I, you know, what this needs to look like that honors the organization well, but I know my time's coming to an end. And so I was able to, um, what I you know, had hoped would be able to leave things in a good place and, and just kind of step out of that. But I really didn't know where I was going. And I think that is why transition's hard and why people avoid transition a lot, because we don't know what's on the other side of it. That's so true. So true. And one of the things that like just kind of jumped out at me is that it can be incredibly painful. It's not yeah. always uh, so like, I don't know, TV is show where, yeah. you know, oh, we're moving to a new thing and everything's great. Yeah. There's a lot of, of pain that comes with yeah. transition sometimes. Yeah, because you're usually grieving a former season, you know. Right. When you're leaving, you're 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 grieving something, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, I think there are transitions that I think are much lighter where maybe you haven't invested as much. But when you're talking about careers or things that you've put a lot into, you know, or a home, even we're in the middle of moving right now, and a home, you know, a home that you love and you have memories in. There's grief with mm. transition, you know. Oh yeah, and it reminds me too, even of seasons of of. I mean, I have two. Um, really grown boys they're 22 and 18 and one's gonna be a married guy very soon um (laughs) when this podcast he might even already be married now Um, but it's grieving those seasons um 
and I think it's okay to grieve seasons. I think yeah. you have to. You have to give yourself grace to be able to grieve the seasons and but move forward. Um, yeah. So with Absolutely. that, like, how did you navigate that move moving forward, Zaina? Yeah. So the Lord told me to rest for six months. And honestly, what I learned very quickly was that it was actually a time for me to sit with him on the things that have happened over the last seven years because ministry life's hard. And so there was a lot of like healing he wanted to do in my heart and time that I had with him. And then after that six month mark, there was a huge shift and I could just Mm -hmm. tell it was time and there was a new season for me. Um, And I didn't even know exactly what that looked like. Um, but I knew that there was something new that happened. And one of the things that I was reminded of through all this is that if you think about as women, you know, many of us have birthed babies in the birthing process of birthing a baby. The most painful part of birthing a baby is the transition season. And that's right uh, before you deliver. Yeah. And so the contractions are really close together. A lot of times you're thinking like, is this baby ever going to come out? Are we ever going to get to the other end? You know, and it's, it's a short season, but it feels like the longest part of birth, right? right. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, you birth a beautiful baby. And honestly, um, for me, the thing that I've stepped into now is actually a podcast as well, where I'm doing a podcast with some women in my community. And even in that, the way I would describe it is, it's like we birth a baby, but I don't even know what it's going to grow up to be, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like the father has kind of showed me, okay, this is a new season and here's what you're stepping into, but he's really setting my pace. And so I know there's something exciting that's coming. I know that he's doing something new in me and he's drawing some new things out of me. But I, quite honestly, I can't say, you know, what it's about to grow into, you know? Right. Um, and so that's kind of, yeah, it's just been a very, um, honestly, it's been a slower season than I'm used to. I am very... I'm an aggressive type on the Enneagram. You know, I like to go after things. I like to do things. And so to slow down and let him show me his new pace or something has definitely been something I've learned through this season. Um, but I am very excited about what he's doing. And it's kind of, it reminds me a lot of when I started in Switch. I had no idea what I was walking into, but right. I knew I was called to do something, you know, and I knew that I was called to step into something. And it grew to what it was just by, you know, my guests continuing every day into whatever it was he said, you know? I love that. One of my favorite things about uh, Scripture, or one of my favorite Scriptures, is where it talks about going from glory to glory, and yeah. that we never stop learning and growing. Right. And yeah. and but that also there's nowhere in that in the Scripture that says that it's going to be fun or it's going to mm-hmm. feel warm and squishy or you're going to even <laughs> be clear. Um, yeah. Which also reminds me of a beautiful quote that I heard years ago from, um, I believe Mother Teresa said it, and she said that she never asked God for clarity. She always asked Mm -hmm. him for faith to do what it was she knew she needed to do. Mm. And that Mm. reminds me of, I think, maybe what I'm assuming here, that's a huge leap of Mm -hmm. faith, Zaina. Yeah. To like take that leap of faith and go, okay, this is what I have been doing, but I really know that this is what you're telling me to do. I do not know what it looks like on the other side. Like that's exciting and that's stinking terrifying all at the same time. But that is the journey of Jesus. Absolutely. I mean, I honestly, I told people, I was like, I feel like I just jumped off a cliff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea. I know that something's going to catch me. Like I know I'm not going to die jumping off the cliff, but it feels like this big jump into the unknown, you know? Um, So yeah, absolutely. But you're right. That is the journey of Jesus, you know? 
I love um, that. So do yeah. you feel like this journey was different or how was it different even from when you first started at Switch? Because you grew, like yeah. you grew, you evolved, you changed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm a different person even since last summer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because what the Lord did in me in that season was so deep. Um, the way I describe it is I think I realized that me and the Lord were really, really close when it came to missional work. Like, I knew what He was telling me to do. I would go after that thing. I would, you know, try to be obedient to what He said. But when it came to, like, a covenant relationship of just me and Him, that had kind of ran dry through mm-hmm. the years. And so really what that season ended up being is a time where I really built intimacy with him and Mm -hmm. it wasn't about mission. It wasn't about helping somebody else. It was just me and him. And like it was almost a time for him to remind me that even if I never picked up my hand again to do one more missional thing, he wanted to just spend time with me, you know? Um, And so that really was a huge healing season for me of just doing that, just being with him and not worrying about the next thing he wanted me to do. Mm. Um, because, you know, and, and that's something too, that I've just kind of had revelation of like, God doesn't want to use us. He wants to partner with us. And that is very different. Um, and so I, I've learned that in that season, I think I got to a point where I was kind of just like running for him, but really he's wanting to say, we're doing this together. And, and I care about you more than I even care about what you're putting your hand to. Um, and so that's kind of been my last season is just really growing in that. So even as I step into this new season and a new ministry, it comes from a very different place and there's a lot more rest than I had before and a new perspective. Um, and really our heart, even with, with this ministry and podcast is to reach women in the places that he's healed me from, you know, yeah. and the places that, that he helped me walk out where maybe I wasn't as honest with myself or as authentic with myself because I was so busy running the ministry that I wasn't sitting with him and realizing some of the places he wanted to talk to me about, you know? So what, what are some of those places that you feel like that he, you know, has healed you from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely one of the biggest things I would say is that he taught me how to be vulnerable in the last season. Um, I think that I operated sometimes in a place of what I would call survival, (laughs) you know, where I was just like, everything's good. We're just going to keep moving. And Amy, you know, I mean, this ministry is very hard. It's a very hard work. And right. a lot of times I tried to push through the hard stuff. Um, and so one of the things he taught me was, actually, you have really strong feelings. You're grieving really hard about that thing that happened. Or you really, you know, feel really hurt by something that happened. And you need to sit with that with me and not push mm. through it. Um, and so that was a big one, to learn how to sit in feelings, how to be vulnerable. Like, I always felt like I was a very honest person and I was very transparent with people. Um, but I wasn't connected to my heart a lot of times and I was willing to just kind of keep pushing through when things were not right, right for me or things didn't feel right or I needed space to sit with some things, you know? Um, so that's probably one of the biggest things he, he has shown me in this season, um, of just running ahead, you know, running ahead and stuffing feelings, Mm. um, when things were hard instead of taking time to process them with him. That's so good. I can't remember where I read it or heard it. But um, I think I told you about this, Amy, because it was talking about how people do not grieve. People just mm-hmm. stuff and they don't yep. grieve. Um, yep. And how important it is to not to not obviously stay in the grief, but to yeah. to 
acknowledge it and be like, yeah. I am grieving this season. I'm grieving yeah. this certain thing and yeah. let it grieve. God's okay with us grieving. We just can't Absolutely. stay there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So There's I a love whole that. book in the Bible about lamenting, you know, lamentation yeah. is all about lamenting. It's not the whole Bible, right? It's just a part, but right. it's important that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the greatest verses that I love out of Lamentations is how he gives new mercies every day, yeah. every morning. Yeah. And it's yeah. a new day, and, and that's a beautiful thing. I love, yeah. too, how you, you say that God doesn't want to use us. He wants to partner with us. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so um, important to for people to understand that he doesn't – He's like he's a kind guide. He wants us yeah. to be able to um, chat with him. It just our our yeah. pastor that um, on Sunday was talking about how, you know, he's Abba Father, which is Papa, like yeah. a child. That's the and yeah. I might totally mess this up, but <laughs> it's the he yeah. Aramaic word for or Hebrew word yeah. for um, uh-huh. for like a young child coming to their father, like Daddy, yeah. like Papa God. Yeah, is very yeah. intimate. Yeah, it's very yeah. intimate. And, yeah, and that's what yeah. he wants from us. Yeah. There's actually a book that I read before this transition that I think launched me into that, and it's called Abba's Child, and it really mm. is about that intimate walk with him, um, and how yeah, how he's a father. And you know, ch- father, children, parents don't want to use their children; they may want to like do something with it. Like I think about my husband and how he's like working with my son right now in the family business. He doesn't want to take advantage of him and use him, but he wants to help grow him in that, you know? Right, right. And so it's just a different posture than maybe sometimes what we, we think. We think we have to do for God and to be used by him and to, to please him in that way. And, you know, I just think sometimes we've we lost sight of, like, the real intention of his heart is to just be our father. Yeah. I love that. So, so yeah. knowing that you transitioned, tell mm-hmm. us what it is that you're doing. So what is this yeah. like leap of faith that you've taken? Yeah. So I think it's just the beginning. Cause like I said earlier, I do still have such a passion for anti-trafficking. So I don't know what the Lord will do with that at yeah. some point, but right now um, it is, it is a podcast, but it's, it's more than it, it's really community. We're kind of building a tribe and really what it is, is having just authentic conversations with women. And so they kind of see it more like something that will grow in a discipleship type culture. Um, where we are going to see women be able to make connections with these conversations in places that maybe they were not normalized to talk about. You know, just recently we recorded an episode that was about anxiety and depression and, you know, just things that a lot of times in the church specifically, we don't talk a lot about. We right. don't know what to do with it. We have a lot of shame associated with it. Um, and Or we feel like we can't tell the Lord some of our authentic feelings, you know, like when we're disappointed or we're angry. And so really our heart is that we are normalizing those type of conversations and bringing women in to more raw, authentic, wholehearted conversations with the Lord um, by sharing our own stuff. You know, we're all women in process who are broken and, you know, in progress as he's showing us things. But having this conversations vulnerably, I think, will create that in other women to feel like there can be a deeper connection with the Lord and with other women. I love that. Zaina. I do too. Yeah. So, what is yeah. the name of the podcast, Zaina? It's like Grace. Yeah. I know it's got the word Grace in it. Yeah, it's Grace and Truth, and it actually comes from John one seventeen, where it says Moses came with a law, but Jesus came with Grace and Truth. 
Uh And so it's the reality of sitting in the tension of both the grace and the truth. Um, Because a lot of times I think we go one way or the other too strong. (laughs) And so sitting in the tension of grace and truth um, and having these types of conversations in that tension of both. um, Because that that is what he came for. So, yeah, so it's grace and truth. And we're um, grace and truth tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And we even have a TikTok that we haven't started yet. (laughs) <laughs> I know we're we're gonna have fun with that, and then of course on YouTube and all the podcast networks. But yes. yeah, we're really excited. We're really excited about it. Well, we will absolutely list all that stuff in the show notes. But before we let you go, I did want to ask you one thing. You keep bringing up yeah. um, the importance of community, and yes. and. I, that is a common thread that yeah. I have been hearing for a while now that I feel like is something mm-hmm. that is really um, – God is like doing a work specifically in yes. community, specifically with women. Um, yeah. And obviously he knows where the future is. He knows the future. Um, but just speak to that. What was, even in your transitioning, what was yeah. the importance of having, because I know you do have a strong community, and mm-hmm. how did that help you, um, encourage you, inspire you, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. all the things? Yeah. Um, yes, I completely agree. I think the Lord is definitely doing a work with that. I mean, you even think about back in the, in the garden, you know, he said, man is not good to be alone. Mm-hmm. And he brought Eve. I mean, community is the heart of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. There's even science that says our brains actually respond better when we're in community versus individually. Um, and so I, the Lord made us to be in community. But for me, honestly, community has been the thing that has really helped me in these hard seasons, you know, um, being able to have a group of women around me where I can be really honest about my feelings and be really honest about the things that are hard and, and be held to in grace and truth, honestly, in grace right. and truth, mm-hmm. yeah. where there's a lot of grace for the hard season, but yet truth is being spoken. Yeah. Um, that is everything about how, honestly, I've gotten through a lot of hard seasons in the last few years. Um, one of my best friends tragically lost her son in, our, in my community. She's one of my best friends tragically lost her son and I know she would say without community I don't know how we would have gotten there yeah um and so I just think community and and I mean authentic community not the kind that you just hang out and talk on the surface but you say the hard things to each other and you share the hard raw emotions that you're feeling and you're accountable to truth at the same time right there's a lot of love and grace but yet there's truth I just think that is pivotal and it's been pivotal in my life I am not the same person that I was, you know, even three years ago because of the community that I'm in. Um, So I just, I think it's the way the Lord created us. And I think when we're in isolation, it gives room for the enemy to just continue to to work. Yeah. It puts things in darkness. And so when you're in community and you can speak out the things you're struggling with, it puts it right into the light. Um, And people who love you enough to to walk it out with you, it's just so powerful. It's so powerful. I love that. I think, too, what you said is that even um, in the past couple of years, especially with COVID and, you Mm -hmm. know, the isolation, it's so easy to stay in that isolation phase. Um, You have to work at community. It's not just going to fall at your feet. It's something that you really have to work at. And so many people um, want to, you know, just have it. But but it is mm-hmm. a process and it and it requires work. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's something you have to choose into and have the right people around you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, But yeah, I completely agree. This has been so good, Zaina. I've loved just learning about you and and how you transitioned and how you have allowed God to um, bring you to where you are now. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast, Grace and Truth. Super Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been such an honor to be with y'all today. Yes. We appreciate it. So we will, like we said, we'll put all those things in the show notes, how you can connect okay. with Zaina. Do you guys have a website yet or anything like that? Or is it just the the podcast platform? Are your podcast yes. is on all the platforms? Yeah, our podcast is definitely on all the platforms. And then we have the YouTube because it's actually a show as well. But oh, we also cool. have, Sweet. yeah, so we also have a website. It is www.graceandtruthtribe.com. Awesome. Love that. We will have all of that there. And you guys be sure to connect with Zaina and her tribe. Be sure to connect with Anita and I as we all just keep doing what it is that God has put in our heart to do. We want to encourage you and come alongside you and let you know that, guys, you are not alone. You are not alone. We are all just works in progress, getting better, um, going from glory to glory. And it is an honor to have you listen and to have you um, continue to follow along with us on this journey. So, Zaina, thank you again so much. Yes, thanks, Zaina. It's an honor. All right. And we will talk with you guys next time.